Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm not sure if he's invited to the wedding still. But he's definitely 100% not in my bridal party. I mean, I'm definitely upset with St. Naval. I just get worried. I don't care. Obviously, they matter to us or we wouldn't have had them in the wedding party. Do you see me upset, upset about it? I'm not mad about it. Now, I'm going to stop it, sir, before we go to dinner. If he goes like this, if he says, you know what, Jax, I'm sorry, I handled that wrong, then I'm like, well, you're welcome to come to the wedding. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. We're going to be talking about this week's Vanderpump Rules. Also, I don't know if you guys caught this, but I was on Watch What Happens Live tending the bar. I was so incredibly excited that they asked me. Now, I want to take a little Watch What Happens Live detour to just tell you guys a little bit about the experience, because it was truly such a thrill. Everyone was so kind, like the entire staff at Watch What Happens Live was so nice to me. Andy was just so nice to me. I got to chat with him before the show and then on the show a little bit. It was truly so thrilling. And uh, you guys, they had told me that Adam Pally and Tom Sandoval were the guests. So they were like the main guests. And then I, of course, was like behind the bar. And I love Adam Pally because of Happy Endings. I don't know if you guys have watched it before, but if you haven't, go check it out on Hulu. One of my all-time favorite sitcoms. So, so good. And Adam Pally is also currently starring with Fran Drescher in the new sitcom uh, Indebted, I think it's called. And it's like his show, but Fran, Queen Icon Legend, plays his mother. So, of course, I think of it as the Fran Drescher show, but it's really like Adam's show. And he's in it with Abby Elliott. And so... They tell me that's who's going to be the guest. So I'm already over the moon. I'm so excited because I feel comfortable with Tom Sandoval. And then Adam Pally, I was like so excited to meet. So I get to the studio and I go with Matt, my boyfriend. And I was so super nervous, but also just excited to be there. It was my first time in the clubhouse. I'd never been there before, not even in the audience. So I'm, I get there and I'm backstage. And right off the bat, Matt is telling me like, don't just talk to Adam Pally about Fran Drescher. Right. (laughs) You guys know I have a one track mind. Like when I like something, I become obsessed with it. And it's like literally all I can think about. So, right off the bat, he's like, when you meet him, don't just say something about Fran Drescher. So, that's what's like going on in my head. And I'm like combating that urge. So, I'm in the dressing room and then I see Adam Pally like out in the hallway, out of the corner of my eye. I see him and I'm thinking, like, oh my God, like I gotta go talk to him, meet him, all of that stuff. So, then he just goes into his dressing room and then I hadn't met him yet, but I'm, and Matt sees that I see him and he's like, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't just talk about Fran when you meet him. So then before the show, Andy's out in the, in the studio. And then Adam Pally, Tom Sandoval and I were like back right by the doorway before they bring us in, before they, they were like announcing them. And then I was going to follow him behind the bar. So we're sitting out there waiting for them to kind of usher us into the set. And that's when I meet Adam Pally, and I go, I'm so nervous. And immediately I just go, tell me about Fran. And of course, that was like the one thing I was not supposed to do. But so Adam says like, oh, she's great. You know, he was really kind. 
And then Adam Pally was excited to talk to Tom because Adam Pally's like a, a big Vanderpump fan. So he asked something about Vanderpump Rules, and I'm sitting there like just sweating, nervous, but also just wanting to guide the conversation back to Fran Drescher. So I'm thinking, how do I kind of make this conversation go back to Fran? <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm thinking, do I say, like, does Fran watch Vanderpump Rules? Like, I'm trying to think of all these like segues that would work. And before I could even get it back there, then the the Watch What Happens Live person's like, okay, we're going to go in. So they bring us in. Adam and Tom like go to their seats, and then they go put me behind the bar. And then I'm overwhelmed by just the set. Of course, I've seen it on TV. I've seen all those artifacts from the Housewives. You know, they're on the set, there's books and there's all sorts of stuff. I think Tamara Barney's old, uh, her old boob her thing from her boob job is in the club. I mean, there's so many things in there, right? Like I was just a little overwhelmed. And so right when I get behind the bar, it's like the show starts right away. It all moves so quickly. So I know from watching Watch What Happens Live, they usually will introduce the guests and you'll say, welcome Tom Sandoval, welcome Adam Pally. And then he goes, and behind the bar, we have so-and-so. So I knew that he was going to be coming to me. And I was so just like sensory overload. Do you know what I'm saying? Sensory overload is the best way to describe it. So he comes to me and he says something like, I don't know, how are you or something? And I go, I feel like I'm in church, <laughs> which is like a weird, weird response, but I was nervous, excited. And then I said, like, Bravo's my religion. So I feel like I'm at church, which I thought was like a cute little thing, right? So then that's it. The show goes on. He, he goes and talks to Adam and uh, Tom about, I don't know, Vanderpump Rules and their shows and everything. So, meanwhile, Matt's, like, backstage in the green room, and he's, like, filming it with his phone. He's getting some footage as it's happening of what's going on. So, then after we record, I call my mother, and we send her the clip. We send her the little clip of Andy saying, here's Danny, and then uh, the clip of me saying, I feel like I'm in church. And, you guys, Linda Pellegrino, she raised Catholic sons, and she, <laughs> she did not take—she goes, Dan, did you say that was, like, church? And I was like, yeah, it was just a joke. Dan, that is not a holy place. Daniel Michael, that is not a holy place. I sent you to Catholic school all those years. What were you doing there? That is not a holy place. Didn't you tell me they had someone's boob there? I said, Tamara Barney Judge's old implant is on display there. Jesus Christ did not die on a cross for someone's old tit, Dan. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. said it was like church. And then I talked to my dad, and like my dad just did not understand any of it. He's like, oh, so what, you were making everyone drinks there? And I was like, no, the bartender is just sort of like a thing. You go behind the bar. But he's like, so you're making the audience drinks? And I said, no, I didn't make a single drink. I just was behind the bar. And he's like, but they said you're the bartender. So what are you doing there if you're not making drinks? <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't explain Watch What Happens Live to you, Dad. Like, it'll just take too long. So... If it, Needless to say, uh, Linda and Gary, I'm not sure that they were super thrilled with my appearance on national television, uh, claiming that my religion was Bravo, but it is what it is. It, 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 Ramona Singer is one of my deities, and that's a fact, and it's just something we're all going to have to accept. And I'm sorry to the Catholic Church, I'm sorry to the St. Rita grade school that I went to, uh, but that's where I'm at these days, okay? And I'm not judging you for your religion, and I hope you won't judge me for mine, of course. But it was so fun. It was so exciting. And during the after show, Andy let me ask him a bunch of questions, which was fun. So it was just an all-around great experience. I highly recommend it. And I hope they'll have me back because I just had the best time. It was really hard, though. They played a game where it was like, 
Tom Sandoval had to get Adam Pally to guess like housewives and Bravo celebrities and stuff. And I, they like, <laughs> they were like, Danny, get out of the way because they're going to play this game. And I was just watching them play the game and I was like, sh- I wanted to shout so bad the answers because I like wanted to play the game. Um, but of course they couldn't have me to play the game, but it was just so much fun. Everyone was so nice. Andy was just a gem to me. He couldn't have been nicer to me, which was exciting and, and overwhelming and just fun. It was fun. So that's, uh, the episode of Watch What Happens Live. And also I hadn't seen the episode of Vanderpump Rules that they were talking about on the air because we filmed it early, right? And so that was stressful to me because I kept thinking, like, what if Andy asked me? You know, because our feelings about these people change on a dime, right? Like, minute to minute, uh, in an episode of we're watching a Vanderpump Rules or Housewives or whatever, our feelings can change about these people. So I was so stressed in my head thinking, like, what if Andy asked me, like, what did you think of what Lala did or something? And I kept thinking, well, I haven't seen the episode yet. Like, what if he asked me that? And I freaked out for nothing because they didn't ask me anything like that. But, uh, we hadn't, I hadn't seen the episode. I think the other main guests had, but what an episode it was, wasn't it? I mean, I thought this episode was like very, uh, intense, a little bit dark. And I really appreciated the young people, the new people, because I felt like every time it got heavy, then we were able to cut to like Brett and Sheena or something like that. And for the first time this season, I thought, okay, I'm enjoying the new people. And I'm not sure that it'll last, but I was enjoying it. I did notice Brett got his confessional privileges back. He was back in the confessionals. So that's a a thing, apparently. I want to talk about the episode. But before I do, I also want to just mention the show Love is Blind on Netflix. If you guys haven't watched it, highly encourage you binge it. It is the most batshit insane show ever. Like, it's just crazy. These couples, they meet in these things called pods, and they don't see each other. They fall in love just by talking to each other. And then, in order to see each other, they have to agree to get married. Yeah, they agree to get married. Just after talking to each other in a pod, they agree to get married, which is fucking nuts. And then they spend some time together, and then they go home together, and then they kind of get ready for their weddings. And it's just bizarre. It's hosted, sort of, by Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey. And they're not really in it at all. They appear for like 30 seconds throughout the whole first six episodes or whatever it is. And apparently it was filmed in 2018. Like, I just heard this, that it wrapped filming in 2018, but it's just airing now, like a year and a half later. And I had heard that, like, they had to keep their relationship status as a secret. Statuses? Stati? Um, they had to keep it a secret for a year and a half, which is nuts, because they were just not airing it. I mean, it's really a bizarre show. And there's a woman on there named Jessica who, I posted a clip, she feeds her dog wine. Um, I posted the clip on my Instagram, and she's the most reality TV made person I've ever met. She's just like, she's made for reality TV. She's crazy. She's in love with another guy, but she's engaged to this guy, Mark, who she clearly hates. And she's in love with this guy, Barnett. And she just, the whole series, you could tell she just wants Barnett, but like Barnett's not interested in her at all. And I also feel like she's only pretending she wants to marry Mark so that she could stay on camera, which is such a reality TV power move. You know, you know you're made for reality TV when you're really just doing whatever they say to you. are like willing to get married to someone you hate on camera <laughs> just so you stay on camera. Like that's that's a star, is what I'm trying to say. And then there's also this woman, Giannina, who's awful. I mean, it's just a great show. It's a great binge. There's still episodes coming this week and I I cannot wait. 
but I encourage you all to check it out because it's one of the most wild things I've seen in a really long time. And it's very messy and weird and bizarre, but very addictive. It sort of reminds me like a mix of those TLC shows or like a mix of like 90 Day Fiance and something that would be on Bravo. Because the people are a little younger, they're a little prettier than what we would normally see on like a 90 Day Fiance. But it's still kind of got that TLC energy. Do you know what I'm saying? So encourage you all to watch it. And with that said, we got to talk about Vanderpump Rules. We got to talk about this week's Vanderpump Rules, you guys. Now, last week, of course, we had Brittany Cartwright saying, fuck off, Sandoval. Fuck off, Sandoval. And then she told Jax, knock him the fuck out, which I'm not sure which religion that is that Brittany's practicing, where she says to her boyfriend or fiance, knock him the fuck out. But that's apparently Brittany's religion. And I respect that. I respect all religions. But uh, she and Jax are going through with the wedding, and they're all mad at Sandoval for bringing up that pastor business. Uh, we open the episode with a very interesting transitional song. The song goes, give me that gossip. Give me that good stuff. Give me that everything I've been missing. <laughs> it was just an extra bizarre one. It really made me laugh. Give me that gossip. Give me that good stuff. It sounded like something that uh, Ashley Tisdale would have released circa 2001, and I was here for it. I um, was actually a Tisdale stan, and I was excited that the music is getting back to that. Now, I would say the charts aren't quite getting back to that uh, musically, but I think our shows on Bravo are sort of getting back to like the pop music of 2000-ish or 2003-ish, and that's a good thing to me. That's really interesting to me. So then we open on Stasi at Katie and Tom's. Schwartz uh, got a depressed lizard. He got a depressed lizard as a pet. And Stasi, of course, put it on her shoulder and did some Game of Thrones work, which you knew. We saw that lizard come in. Stassi walked in and it was like, okay, Stassi's going to do some Game of Thrones work, which she seemed to do every episode. And you guys, here's the thing. I like Stassi. And people have been saying like, oh, Danny, you're, you must hate Stassi or you're being so tough on Stassi. And I just try to, my best to call it as I see it. And week to week, like I said, we change on these people. And sometimes I think it's okay to call it their behavior. And it seems to me like the fan bases of these shows have gotten so divisive. And it feels sometimes like we can't be critical because people have their faves. And I don't like that. Because in the early days of Bravo, you could love Needy Leaks and you could hate her in the same breath. And now it feels like people are so kind of loyal to their faves, which is great for their faves. But it kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of recapping these shows because people get so upset if you say something fun or, <laughs> or a little bit sarcastic about their fave. And I just want to say, like, I think Stasi's great on the show and she gives great confessional. And that's why producers always use her confessionals, like, because they're great. But I'm also not going to pretend that she's not just constantly saying ranch, Game of Thrones, 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 ranch, Game of Thrones. It's like a lot. I mean, it's a lot. Every fucking second, it's ranch, Game of Thrones, every single scene she's in. And so I'm not going to not be critical of that. Do I think she's still a great reality star? And I would be devastated if she leaves my screen. But I'm just not going to pretend that it's not happening. You know, she saw that dragon, she hopped it up on her shoulder, and she thought she was the Khaleesi. She thought she, she said, I'm Khaleesi. And I'm like, I'm here to talk about Jackson Britney's wedding. I'm not here to do a Game of Thrones bed. Game of Thrones is not even on the air anymore. It ended. It ended, I think, before the season started filming. So 
I hope it ends soon, the Game of Thrones references, because they're not existing in real life anymore. I'm not at the grocery store and hearing someone talk about Game of Thrones anymore because the show's off the air. So I don't want to see it on my reality shows. Anyway, I did like that the lizard was depressed because I love when these shows deal with mental health issues, whether that be in person or in an animal. And I think the more we can talk about it, the better. And if that comes in the form of Tom Schwartz's lizard, so be it. But uh, the lizard's depressed. And Stasi says that this thing with Brittany and the pastor, they all are sort of taking Brittany's side. And she says, the thing is, Brittany was there sobbing. Like, who gives a fuck? Stop talking about the pastor thing. And again, I just have to say, like I said last week, we have to be talking about all of these things. And we can't be afraid when we're in scenes that we're going to upset someone for bringing something up because that's going to ruin our reality shows. And we're already seeing this on Vanderpump Rules. We've seen it on Housewives, on Beverly Hills Housewives, of course, we've seen where people aren't bringing up lawsuits and things that are going on in their real lives. And that makes for a really shitty show. So I hope that these people don't lean into this idea where it's like, they're getting married, we can't bring this up, or they're pregnant, we can't bring this up, because that's going to fucking ruin these shows. Anyway, then we cut to Brittany and Sherry, her mom, and Jax. Uh, Sherry, I think she needs to come out with a line of frosted lipstick. I would love to see it in the store shelves, maybe like a Maybelline, or probably not even Maybelline, like but maybe like a, I don't know, a lip smacker. Wouldn't you love to see like a Sherry lip smacker where it's just frosted tips, <laughs> frosted lip balm? I think Sherry should do that. You know, forget the forget the Mima's beer cheese. Let's get a Sherry frosted lip out in store shelves in a Sephora or a Forever 21 or I, I, I'm not sure. Hot Topic. Wouldn't you love to see Sherry's face plastered all over a Hot Topic? I would. I would love to see just a Sherry poster. Sherry modeling that frosted lip in a Hot Topic. That would convince me to buy it. Maybe bring a new age demographic into Hot Topic, right? We all grew up with Hot Topic. And I think if we uh, need to get some of those people back in those stores, because people aren't visiting brick-and-mortar stores anymore. But uh, let me tell you something. If I was walking past a Hot Topic and I saw a big billboard of Sherry, I'd walk in and say, what's going on? <laughs> I'd say, what's, what's that? Point me to the Sherry balm, is what I'd say. But... Uh, Jack says that Tom started this thing with the pastor, and I thought, well, actually, like, the pastor kind of started the thing with the pastor. Like, no one forced him to tweet those things that were really awful. And so, I don't think blaming Tom Sandoval for this pastor thing uh, is right. And I'm just happy that Tom brought it up on camera. Again, then we cut to Ariana and Tom. Ariana says she's pissed because Brittany said to knock out Tom, right? Brittany had said that. And... Brittany is not sure if they're going to be at the wedding. And Brittany says, like, I want Ariana there because Ariana's in the wedding. And then Brittany kind of starts, like, tearing up as she's talking to Sherry and Jax. She says, we're making our wedding plans and I want to marry my best friend, but people won't let us. I'm supposed to have fun. I'm supposed to have fun and people won't let us. And it's like, people are letting you do whatever you want. But just because you're getting married, uh, I feel like a, a broken record. It's like, enough is enough, Brittany and Jax, with this wedding. Enough is enough. It's too much. It's too much. I'm enough. And I know it's like over soon. I think we have a couple more weeks of it on the show, but I need it to be done. I just need it over because it's exhausting. Although it is good drama. I, I do enjoy this drama. I will say that because this feels like real drama. I'm into it, but I can't have a hundred more weeks of Brittany and Jack saying, this is supposed to be my wedding. They're supposed to be the best time of my life. Two weeks away from our wedding. He's our best man. This is uh, two weeks before my wedding. Fuck off, Sandoval. 
<laughs> then we cut to Randall's house. Randall's on the show. And Lala was very wearing a very interesting outfit. She was doing basketball short work. She had tennis shoes. She looked beautiful, but I couldn't really make heads or tails of it. It looked like something that I would wear in the seventh grade. Because do you remember like back then it was like in style to wear oversized basketball shorts and an oversized shirt? Like I remember back then I would have like an an oversized Looney Tunes t-shirt, you know, like the hip hop Taz. I used to have a lot of those. Or a starter jacket that was oversized with some big ass basketball shorts. And that's what Lala was wearing. And I saw it and I was immediately taken aback to my uh, 1999 years. And that was a beautiful thing. I love nostalgia. So that I really appreciate that Lala brought me back. But they started a home renovation over a year ago. It was on Flipping Out. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that was a long time ago. And the place is still not done. It's still going. And we need that done. I can't believe Randall's on the show. I'm wondering if he's going to get a confessional soon, because it seems like they're introducing him into the group. And I said it last week, and I'll say it again, but it just doesn't seem like Randall quite fits with the rest of the cast. I know he said at one point that he's very close in age to Jax, which is true, but we have all these other younger cast members. You guys, I was thinking about this. So, you know how I have been saying we need two shows, right? Like, we need the young people, and then we need the OG cast to separate. Well, so I'm thinking how this would work, because it feels like they're going to do that next season. I don't know that for sure at all, but it feels like that's what's being set up. And that would make the most sense, right? But then I was thinking, like, will people watch? Because let's say we do an OG show. That OG show is not going to be called Vanderpump Rules, I don't think, because they're going to be the ones in the Valley doing these other jobs. And I think then they would still have Vanderpump Rules with Lisa and the young people. So I'm thinking, like, if that happens, are people going to watch the spinoff show? Because ratings are going down and down for the show. Anyway, people are jumping ship. And so I'm wondering, like, is that a, a, what's going to happen? Right? Like, what's the smart business move to do for Bravo? Because if they spin off, no matter what, it's going to be less. People are going to tune in less because it's just like, not the same show, right? Like, even if it's pretty much the same show, but it's just like called. I know, Valley Rules or whatever it would be called. I still think the ratings are going to go down because it's a brand new show and they would basically have to relaunch. And I don't think we're going to keep all the viewers. I think a lot of viewers would say, oh, okay, I'm done with it. Like, it's, I'm not going to go to a new show. So then I'm thinking, like, is this going to be the end? Or maybe next season they'll just get rid of the new people and we'll stay back on track with the OG cast members. I'm not sure. But I was thinking that if they do that idea where it's two separate shows, is that going to screw up the audience and then the ratings go down and then all these shows are over? I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. I guess we'll have to watch what happens, as they say. <laughs> we'll have to go to bravotv.com for more information on, on Vanderpump Rules. Anyway, then we cut to Villa Rosa with Brett and Lisa. And LVP was so funny. She was wearing those heels and she said, my foot still hurts a little. And he's like, but you're wearing heels. And it made me laugh. I liked it. Uh, that's when Brett's confessionals are back. And Brett likes this Charlie, this Charlie who I really fell in love with later in the episode for the first time. And we'll get there. Uh, but then we cut to Sir and Tom Tom and Dana has a conversation with Raquel. And it made me laugh so hard because Dana's like, Max and I are exclusive. And then Raquel goes, so you're saying you're exclusive? <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly what she just said, Raquel. <laughs> oh, so you're exclusive? <laughs> I love Raquel. 
But another week where we got no James. We got no James this week. We got no Kristen Doty. Very little Sheena. Uh, I don't know, you guys. Very little Raquel, too. It was like a moment of Raquel. It was a brilliant moment. It was a fantastic moment. Oh, so you're saying you're exclusive? Yeah, Raquel, that's exactly what she just said, word for word. (laughs) No shit, Raquel. (laughs) No shit. No shit. Uh, But I love her, you guys. And I want Dana and Raquel to be friends. Like, I need more scenes between Raquel and the new young people, because that's what I would have thought would have happened this season. I thought they would have had Raquel team up with these new people to bridge the gap. But it seems like Raquel is kind of off doing her own thing. And I don't like that. I need Raquel to be in in it with everyone. I need more Raquel scenes by the dump. I need just more uh, Raquel scenes. And speaking of dump, speaking of that Sir Dump that we all know and love, Jax arrives to Sir and he asks Tom Sandoval to go talk by the dump, which we always know we're in for a good scene when they're going to talk by that dumpster. Never has there been a bad scene by that dumpster. Even that one weird one with Peter and Raquel, I thought there was still something enjoyable about it because it was such bad acting or whatever, but... I love any time they're going to place those kids by a dumpster, and it warms my heart. And so Jax sits down, and it was so funny how they even sat, because it was very, like, t- Jax sat facing the camera, and then Tom sat a chair next to Jax, but he wasn't facing Jax, he was facing the camera. It was like, neither one of them would look at each other. <laughs> they were just faced towards camera. It was like they were putting on a live stage show or something, and they were like, face down stage. It was like, what is happening? Like, why... Are you guys performing for other people? Like, isn't this supposed to be a reality show? Why aren't you facing each other? Like, <laughs> it was such a weird setup to me. Um, but Jack said he wants an apology. And Tom says that they were intentionally ignoring the pastor, which I truly 100% believe. I think Lisa called him out, and I think they were trying to pretend like this wasn't a thing. And Ariane even said later in the episode, like, do I believe that Brittany only knew about one tweet? Yes, but that she had to work really hard to ignore everything else. And I believe that to be true because we can see it online. Like Andy Cohen had asked Brittany at Watch What Happens Live months and months ago about this stuff. And so she knew, she said she had a conversation with him, but like, come on, everyone was tweeting them. These people are on social media all the time. Like there's no way they just didn't know. And if they didn't know, then I do agree that they had to work hard not to know. And so anyway, Tom says they were intentionally ignoring it. And Then Tom had this line, you know who doesn't like the past being brought up? Hypocrites and people with bad credit. And that's a pillow line. That's something we put on a pillow. And I I don't know if i that's a famous line or something, but it sounded like so good to me. And it sounded like something that Tom must have gone into the scene and been like, oh, I'm going to get this line out um, as he was faced towards camera. Um, But Jack says Tom has never apologized. And Jack thinks Tom is trying to sabotage him. He says, it's my fucking week, Jack says. And they're just arguing face to camera. And then Jack says, I'm not even having my own mother because I don't want to deal with her there. I can't have you at my wedding. And I thought, maybe the problem here isn't these other people, the mother and the kid. Maybe part of the issue is Jack's. I mean, we've seen this behavior from him for how many seasons now? And it kind of surprises me. I know some of you listening are probably getting mad at me because I know some of you might be Team Jack's and Brittany on this. Because I've seen it. People have DM'd me. I've seen it. And I I sort of am surprised by that, because I think that we've seen, particularly with Jax, we've seen his behavior over so many years, and then it's like we're all turning a, people are turning a blind eye to what it is now. It seems very confusing to me, because we can go back and we see him stealing, like lying, and 
and so comfortable lying. Like, we remember when he was lying about sleeping with Kristen? And uh, I don't know. I feel like we've seen the person he is. What doesn't Maya Angelou say when, when somebody tells you who they are, believe them? She also says, why do the cage bird sinks? But that's neither here nor there. The point is, Jax has shown us who he is, so we need to believe him. And so it's weird to me that people are like, I'm their side about it. I, I don't know. It's weird to me. But I know some of you are mad at me because you're saying, I'm Team Jack and Brittany. But I'm sorry, I'm not. It is what it is. Then, uh, then we have a scene with Charlie. And this is a scene with Charlie, the new girl, who really solidified my love for her. She said that I met a millionaire at an Emmys party who told me to say yes to everything once because it always keeps people guessing the second, third, and fourth time. She says that in regards to going on a date with Brett. She says, Brett's not my normal guy. She says he's got soft hands, which I immediately understood. I think we all did, right? I knew what she was talking about when she said, he's got soft hands. I thought, "Mm mm-hmm, I get it. Right away, I got it. And then she gave this anecdote about a millionaire at an Emmy party telling her to do everything uh, once. And I thought, yep, Charlie, I stand. I was into her right away. I didn't care for her before, and now all of a sudden I'm hopped on board with Charlie, and I want to see more. I'm kind of on board with Dana, too, although I don't like that Dana's with this Max, but I'm starting to kind of warm up to these new people a little bit. Not the men. I'm still not there with Danica. I'm not quite there with Danica because she wore the bathing suit at Sir, and that, I know it was the theme, I get it, but I don't need to see uh, Danica's Meredith Grey while she's serving me goat cheese balls. Do you know what I'm saying? And Charlie, on the other hand, I also find her beautiful. I, I, I like, like Charlie. She seems like she's got some spice. She's like a little bit of a mix be, to me between like a Sheena and a Stasi. Like she, or, or a Raquel and a, a Raquel and a Kristen or something. Like she seems like a mix where she's, she's a little daft and I like that. But then she also seems savage and I like that too. So I'm on board with Charlie, at least for now. That is subject to change in five minutes. We might get off here, and I might see something she does or says, and I'm going to say, nope, I'm done with you, Charlie. But as of this week, I'm on board with this Charlie. I also tend to love a girl who's got like a traditionally boy's name. I just really always like that. So I love the name Charlie. So then we cut to a dinner with Lala, Randall, and Jackson Brittany. Now, I love Lala's jacket in this. Did you see that blazer she was wearing? Loved it. Lala's fashions to me are sometimes hit and miss. But that jacket I like loved. I loved it. It was like a, it had like roses on it. It was like black with roses or something. And I just thought it was great. I would wear it. I don't know where she got it, but I wanted to get it. And then she's also got one confessional look that sort of looks like curtains, but in a good way. And so I, I, some of Lala's fashions I'm really into. She seems like Lala's stepping up her fashion game and at least is giving us interesting stuff to look at. Even when the outfit doesn't work. Like the, let's say, the oversized basketball shorts, even when it's something like that, that like isn't necessarily so high end or is great. I still think like it's interesting to look at. And I appreciate that. That's what I like about like Dorit or, or Erica Jane is that even though they might not always be giving us something in the scene, they give us something to look at. And that's what I feel like Lala's doing this year. And I'm, I'm into it more than ever before, at least. I know sometimes in the past she's done it, but it seems like this year she changed it up. And she's really trying to give us something visual. I appreciate that. And then, uh, look, Jax and Brittany, they tell Randall and Lala about uh, Ariana and Tom. And Jax says something really asshole She says, why don't you figure out your girlfriend's issues and her sexuality? Because it changes every day, he says, in regards to Ariana. And Lala pr- correctly points out, she says, um, 
I guess Jax doesn't remember that I'm bisexual and that I went down on her. <sighs> Jax, just see, he's showing us who he is again. You guys, he's showing us. He said it right there on camera. He's showing us the kind of human being he is. And look, even Brittany. Okay, so those of you, I get it. Those of you who are Brittany and Jack's team with the Sandoval stuff, you could even hear Brittany at that dinner. She was siding with Sandoval. She said, I agree. She said, I understand why he would bring it up. She agreed with him. And Jack started to get mad at Brittany. He said, why don't you support me? Like, you should just have my back. And Brittany was like literally saying she agreed to Sandoval. So even she, who is on one side of the, the opposite side of the argument, is basically saying, you know, I get why Sandoval brought it up and why he said it, whatever. And Jax got mad at her and was like, I always have your back, whatever. And then Jack, uh, we got to talk about Randall, though. This is the most important part of the scene. So Randall says something very sensical about Ariana and Tom. And I'm like, wait a minute, did Randall say something sensical? He said, like, you need to get, a, you know, worry about your wedding. He said, going forward, stop thinking about this drama which I thought, that makes a lot of sense, Randall. And then Randall goes on to order a double order of fried chicken before he goes to the bathroom. And then him and Jax, he and Jax go to the restroom. And I thought it was interesting that they went to the restroom together. Men don't normally do that. And maybe the producers were like, hey, get out of the scene. We need to have the women talk. But Randall made a lot of sense. And I like that he ordered the double fried chicken. I was appreciating it. I thought, yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good order. That was a good order. And then the fried chicken came and it looked delicious. I don't even know what else they were talking Oh, they were talking about Ariana. And Lala said that Ariana's a wet blanket. She said, I wouldn't want her in my wedding. And she said, they don't want to see people do well regarding Ariana and Tom. And then Jax and Randall came back from the shitter. And that's when Jax got on a knee and asked Randall to be in the wedding. And Jax is telling us in his confessional, like, Randall and I have only known each other for a couple years, but he's such a giver. He said, Randall's such a giver. He's flown us everywhere. We just became friends naturally. And it's like, those two statements don't go together. He said, we became friends naturally. But then he also said, after Randall flew us everywhere. And what? So you like this man because he's given you free things, is what I heard. But... I was sort of liking Randall during this episode, and that no one's more shocked about that than you, me. I'm shocked. I was like on Team Randall this whole episode. Got got that fried chicken. He was making sense. He seemed nice in that scene with Lala earlier at their house. I was kind of falling for Randall, you guys, and I'm disgusted to even say that. I'm disgusted. Maybe it was a good edit. I'm not sure. But uh, Jax did get on a knee and invite Randall to be in the wedding. Then we cut to Tom Tom, and Sandoval tells Schwartz that he's not going to be in the wedding. And this was just beautiful. Schwartz was so upset. He immediately was like, I feel so sick. (laughs) (laughs) They're the best couple on the show. Schwartz and Sandoval are truly the most long-lasting couple. They will make it the distance, because these two love each other more than anything. And they're both criers. Sandoval gave him a pep talk. Schwartz started crying, then Sandoval started crying, and Sandoval said, I'm going to hook you up with the ultimate survival kit, so I'm there in spirit. And then uh, Schwartz says he wanted everyone to be there. He's like, I couldn't imagine my wedding without the two of them there. Then they do a flashback to Tom and Katie's wedding, which, I mean, is there anything better than that footage of Tom Sandoval wiping his tears away on the dog? I don't know it if there is. I love it so, so much. I could watch that over and over again, just wiping tears on the dog. So beautiful. Anyway, it's a great moment. Those two love each other, and I love them together. 
Then we cut to a lighter scene. So we were in a little bit heavier territory. And then fortunately, we cut to Sheena driving. Uh, carpool karaoke style. There's a, a camera on the dashboard. And Sheena's talking at Brett. And she says, I'm just driving home from Azusa. And I'm going to buy some stuff for my famous enchiladas. What are you up to? And I just want to say, we've seen these enchiladas on every season of the show. And to that, I say, Ina Garten better be shook because Sheena's coming for you. She, she's coming for your job. And quite frankly, I would like to try these enchiladas because they sound amazing. She's made them every single season. Not a, a year has gone by where Sheena hasn't forced us to watch her enchilada making. Or <laughs> they must be really, really good. And ordinarily, I would think that the person is setting up that they're going to do a cookbook. But she, she hasn't introduced us to any other foods. She just makes those enchiladas, and it happens once a year. And I'm fine with it. At, quite frankly, at this point in time, it's basically like the Pride episode at, uh, on Vanderpump Rules. We get that once a season. We also get Sheena's enchiladas once a season. But they must be really good. And then she tells Brett, and Brett's like, well, I'm going out with Charlie. And right away, we see Sheena snaps. I said last week on the show, Sheena's going to snap, and it's not going to be pretty, but it's all going to be happening. And it, she sort of snapped. You could see her short circuit. She may had this look on her face when Brett said, I'm going out with Charlie. Sheena, she short-circuited quite frankly. And I felt bad for her because these men just throwing the women under the bus and I don't like it. And he's trying to get a rise out of Shishi and he got one. He got one. He successfully got it. And you know, Shishi went back to her house in Marina Del Rey and she cried into that bowl of enchiladas, which who among us hasn't? We've all been there before. If I had a nickel for every time I cried into a whole tray of enchiladas, I'd be a rich man. I mean, it happens. It happens. And you know, Sheena just made all those enchiladas for one. And uh, I don't know. I, I wish I was there eating them with you, Shishi. Because these men suck. This Brett guy, I don't like him. He's bad news. And she, he, quite frankly, should have went over to eat the enchiladas. Who would have had a better time? Although I did fall for Charlie. I did fall for Charlie in the scene. But Sheena snapped. She said, you need someone more mature. It was so funny. It was like the embarrassing scene out of Sheena this week. Every week they do one, the editors. And this was scene this week to embarrass her. But it was nice to have something light. This was what I mean. It was like a light reprieve from all the dark stuff that was going on. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Because then we cut to Jackson Brittany's house. They're doing tux fittings. Ariana comes. She talks to Brittany. And Brittany says, it hurt that you didn't reach out. And then Ariana says, I heard you say you wanted Jax to hit Sandoval. Knock him out, Sandoval. Knock, knock him the fuck out. Knock Sandoval out. Two weeks away from our wedding. He's a best man. And then Brittany says, I didn't never see those comments. If I did, I would have gotten rid of that pastor months ago. <laughs> I, she knew, you guys. I believe she knew. She saw all of them. And if you don't believe that, then you're crazy. <laughs> I hate to judge. But if you believe that Brittany only saw one tweet and then didn't see the rest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to tell you. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. But Brittany says to Ariana, you're a bridesmaid. You're not just a guest. It tears me up and said, I got 10 days left. You know, they're doing a countdown. Every scene Britney's in, she's saying, I got two weeks left. I got 11 days left. I got 10 days left. Two weeks away from our wedding. He's a best man. And I can't wait till that countdown clock hits zero. I'm like waiting on New Year's Eve, just waiting for that countdown clock to hit zero so we could stop talking about this wedding and I could be done with it because it's every single scene Britney's in. I got 11 days and four hours left. <laughs> I got, I got six minutes left. How dare people say anything mean to me? I got 10 days left for my wedding. And it's like, okay, enough. Enough is enough. Then we cut to this scene between Brett and Charlie. Again, the first time I really liked these new people. It was nice. Charlie's beautiful. I love her. She mentions never eating pasta again. And look, this is when Brett says that Sheena talks shit. And fuck this guy, this Brett and this Max for causing issues between the women, between Shishi, Charlie, Dana. I don't like how these men are throwing these women out of the bus. And you know what? I'm going to call Ramona Singer because they do not support other women. This Brett, let me tell you something. He does not support other women. He's trying to cause issues between this Charlie and Shishi. And I will not stand for it. It is inappropriate. We need our women to support each other. And here he is. He's doing the same thing that Brett did. Brett tried to cause issues between Dana and Shishi. And it's not, it's not going to fly with me. I'm not going to do it, Brett and Max, and any of the other men that might come in and try to cause issues with them. We are not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're going to support our women. We're going to support Shishi. We're going to support Dana. We're going to support Charlie. By the way, I love when a, a woman has like a traditionally boy's name. Like I love the name Charlie on her. I just really love this Charlie. But I'm not going to sit here and just let this Brett cause issues. He said right to Charlie that Sheena was mad that I was going to dinner with you. And I was like, fuck that. Don't say that to Sh- Charlie. Get her mad at Shishi. She's got enough issues. She's got enough issues all the way in Azusa eating her whole tray of enchiladas all alone crying into him. We do not need her having a problem with Charlie, one of the new girls. We need those women to all be getting together. 
quite frankly, I need Charlie, I need Dana, I need Shishi. They need, all three of them need to dump all these men. They need to put some of their rings in a glass of champagne like on First Wives Club. They need to cheers and they need to support each other and sing You Don't Own Me. That's what I need to see out of these three women because these men aren't worth it. They're not worth it. Forget them. Fuck them. Get rid of them. I don't care if I don't ever see them on the show anymore. I want to see the three women, these three young gals. I want to see them supporting each other in an off-white pantsuit. And I want to see them singing and dancing to You Don't Own Me like we're on the fucking First Wives Club. That's what I need to see out of Shishi. Because this Brett, he's causing issues. He's causing lots of issues, and I will not stand for it anymore. I won't. Then we cut to a very serious scene at LVP's house. Jackson and Brittany arrive, and it's revealed that LVP has lost her mother. And I just feel terrible. It's like, how many... When it rains, it pours, and I just feel like she's been through so much in this past year, and it's just so sad to me. I don't know. It just made me sad. And... When people cry on camera, it makes me cry. <sighs> it's sad. But uh, not to diverge too much from the darkness, but I do have to say that last week on the show, I said Brittany's eyebrows were to the high heavens, and I told y'all, when they settle, we're all going to be in for it. And if you notice in this scene with Brittany at LVP's house, her eyebrows had settled down. I think the Botox may be worn off. That led me to believe that maybe they filmed this later on, because if you notice, she looked amazing. Brittany looked amazing. She always looks good. I don't. I just want to say that she always looks great. But it looked like maybe the eyebrows were held up by a lot of Botox, and it seems as though they settled. And she just look, couldn't have looked better. I thought Brittany looks stunning. So I was right that the eye, the caterpillar settled, and she looked great. Uh, then we cut to Tom. Tom Schwartz tells Tom Sandoval that he wishes he would have just apologized to Jax and gone along with whatever he wants. And Ari Anna, I was going to call her. I don't know. Ari. Ariana arrives and she sits down with Stassi and Lala and she's wearing a giant hat. And to that I say bravo because there's not a lot of space in Tom Tom. I don't know if you guys have been there, but there's a lot of clockwork happening on the walls. A lot of tables are squished together. It's not a huge space. It's a gorgeous space, but it's not a lot of space. And to go in there with a giant hat is a very bold move because you're likely to bump into patrons. You're likely to not be able to see your way. It's already dark in there to have a large cap on like that. It's very intense. And I thought it was a very bold move of Ariana. You know, she wouldn't have been able to wear that hat at Pump. I don't know if you guys have been to Pump, but there's fucking olive branches everywhere. There's trees and branches every which way but loose. I can't even walk through there because I'm tall. And if I go to Pump, there's no way I'd be wearing a hat. I wouldn't be doing any hat work at Pump because there's just branches everywhere. So for Ariana, I know she couldn't have made it to Pump. There's no way she would have gotten through that restaurant wearing that hat. It was humongous. It was like fucking Carmen San Diego underneath that cap. So she was doing that big hat, and I thought, wow, that's a serious move. That's a power move to wear that at Tom Tom. No way she would get away with that at Pump. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Maybe at Sir. Sir's a little bit more spread out, but Tom Tom's very narrow, and Pump is branches everywhere. So I thought, wow, she's doing some aggressive hat work for a restaurant that does not have a whole lot of space in it. Um, but she wore it, and she sat down with Ariana and Sussie, and or with Lala and Stasi, and she said, look, I'm depressed. And they, Lala says, you don't enjoy us very much. And Ariana says, well, I can't tell you about what's going on in my life because you'll all say I'm a Debbie Downer. Then they show a montage of all the cast members saying she's a Debbie Downer. And I felt for her. I felt for her. And Stasi and Lala both said they've been through it too. But look, I think it's very hard when you're going through something like that to tell other people. You know, it's interesting when we have like Mental Health Awareness Month or or we talk about 
suicide and things like that on social media, oftentimes the response that I see is that people say, oh, here's a hotline number. If you're going through a struggle, like call the hotline number. And while that may work for some people, and certainly it's a resource that is important to have, as someone who's gone through depression before, I think that's sort of the last thing you're able to do when you're in the darkness, right? Like when you're depressed, it's, it really is feeling, it feels like you have a dark cloud over you at all times. And that's what it feels like slugging through it. It's like you're in quicksand and you cannot get out. And one of the things that depression convinces you of is that you need to isolate yourself. So then when people say, oh, reach out to this hotline, it's like that's the last thing you're able to do is to call someone or tell someone. Oftentimes you need a friend to kind of pull you out of that quicksand and, and pull something out of you or, or pull, uh, pull that cloud away because it's not easy when you're in that to go and tell someone this is what I'm going through or this is what's happening with me because the depression is literally convincing you that you should isolate yourself. and. I, I wish that everyone who's going through that can reach out to a professional or to a friend or or a hotline, but it's just not that easy. And so it, I understood exactly what Ariana was saying. And that situation rubs off on you. Later on, we saw that Ariana was talking to Tom and Tom said he, she's been through this before, but it hasn't happened quite a bit where it's been this dark, right? He said she has gone through this before and it, it only gets this serious occasionally. And I think a lot of times those emotions can rub off on your significant other, just like your happiness can rub off on someone. A lot of times that darkness and that sadness can rub off on a significant other. They might not be experiencing the same way as you, but it's like if you think about your friend who's in the best mood when you're out for drinks, that sort of rubs off on you, and sometimes you get in the best mood. If you're an empathetic person, you take that on. And sometimes that darkness can also rub off. And so I felt bad when. Tom was saying he wants to help her, but you could almost see that some of that is rubbing off uh, between the both of them. And it was so beautiful to me that Tom not only wanted to help her, but also wanted to stick with her. I just thought it really was a special thing because not not everyone in a relationship can withstand that because it is a lot of burden to bear. And I thought it was fantastic that Tom was willing and able to bear it because it's a lot. That's when I feel like I'm going through it. I think about Matt and my boyfriend, and I think how great it is that he sticks with it because it's a lot. It's a lot, and there's no real reason for it. Stassi had even said sometimes it happens. Everything's seemingly wonderful, but you can't explain it. It's a mental health issue that you just can't. There's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes, sometimes you just get anxious. Sometimes you just get depressed for no reason. It just comes at random, and. You know, you think you have a good grasp on it. I told you guys, I thought I was having the best grasp on my mental health. And then I had that surgery at the beginning of this year. And it's like back to square one. You know, I started to see the, feel the dark clouds kind of coming into my life. And, and I think I'm kind of on the other side of that now, but it's, you don't know why or when or how it's going to come. And you think you got a good hold on it and it just comes. So I don't know. I don't mean to. I don't mean to bring us down, but it was really intense, but I thought it was so important that they talked about it. And maybe some people don't always like seeing the the heavy mental health stuff on these shows, but I just think it's fantastic that they're talking about it because I was watching it saying, I feel I've felt that way before. I understand what she's going through. And I think it's fantastic. But it's also hard for some people to understand if they've never been through that kind of situation 
to, I think a lot of people, it might just seem like, well, just be happy, you know, and it's, there's a lot going on chemically in your body and your mind that it can't always be explained or, or shrugged off. So I just applaud her for talking about it on the show. And I don't know, I like, I always tell you guys, I like when the real stuff really seeps in and it's like the darker stuff. And sometimes I hear from people who they prefer on these shows on Housewives and Vanderpump Rules, they prefer the light, fluffy stuff. But I always tend to like the the dark stuff that comes in. And so I'm always attracted to those storylines because it that seems more real to me. Um, and then I love the comedy that kind of comes throughout it. I mean, there was even a moment where Lala was like, I want you to share with me, Ariana. She says, I've only eaten one girl out besides you, so we're close. And it's like, that's hilarious. So, I don't know. I like, this was a heavy episode, but I, I personally really enjoyed it. Now, next week, we see Brittany, she's at her cast, and she goes, I'm getting married! I'm engaged! <laughs> uh, and I'm back on board with Brittany. It's like, right when I turn on her, then all of a sudden she, she screams from a castle rooftop, and I'm back on board. Um, but oh, last week also, I said that Jax was not a Disney prince, and many of you reached out to me and said he's Gaston, and that's accurate. Um, Anyway, next week in the previews, we also see that Stassi has a Game of Thrones reference, of course, and then the girls turn on Brett, which I'm very excited about. And then we see James call Raquel a slut, and I'm not here for that. You know, I support my Raquel. And James did go on social media this past week and say he was apologetic for what he said and how he talked to Raquel last week. So I hope it stops, because I don't want him talking to Raquel this way. So that's the episode. I'm excited for next week to uh, see more. Uh, I thank you all so much for listening. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate $4 or more, more per month and you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month. So for the month of February, I recapped the infamous Real Houses in New York episode where Luann, she wakes up drunk and she's got the glasses on and the robe and you know, Heather's confronting her about having the guys in the room, and Heather's like, well, wouldn't you be upset if you woke up next to a naked man? And then Luann's like, not really. That's <laughs> really... So, uh, I, now I'm not allowed to be upset. Would you be upset about that if you woke up and there was a strange person sleeping in the not room really. with you? It's an all-timer episode. It's a really great episode. So, if you want to hear that recap, it's over on patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you want uh, one of the t-shirts, we got new shirts, we got iconic hats, we got a lot of new stuff coming, and you can buy the new stuff at everythingiconic.store. Everythingiconic.store. That's where all of the new merch is going to be. So if you want any of that stuff, we have some great stuff coming, and we have some great new stuff that are there. These hats that say Iconic are really wonderful, high-quality, fantastic things. So go there. Cameo, cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino. I turn it off on the weekends or if I'm especially busy. And what else? Thank you all so much for listening. And we'll be back with a Housewives thing tomorrow and or, or the next day. We'll see. And I love you all. Let's take a little uh, time to breathe. Let's take a little... We talked a lot about mental health stuff. And I always love when we get to talk about that stuff and when it seeps into our reality program. So let's remind ourselves to all take a minute to slow down. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Take another deep breath in and remind yourself that you're a queen, an icon, and a legend. Breathe out. I love you all so much for listening. That's all. Bye-bye. Oh, I have to say, you guys, before I let you go, Andy Cohen said I had a very nice voice, and I'll take that with me. (laughs) 
I'm going to take that with me. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.